Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Easy Tarot Lessons. I am Dusty White, author of The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever, Advanced Astrology, Advanced Tarot Secrets, Advanced Astrology Secrets isn't coming out for quite a while. Uh, yes, this is all about tarot today. We'll astrology in a different class. Uh, I'm another free lesson today. Uh, Kim, Kim from Australia is here. Hello and good morning and all that stuff. Hi, Dusty. It's late at night, my time, but this works. Today, I wanted to kind of break off and do something a little different. I like teaching a lot of exercises and uh, games and, and, you know, reading techniques. And I like sharing as much of this as I can for free, of course. But today, I just want to sit down and talk about what it really means to be a reader. This isn't some, you know, huggy, feel-good session. This is really like, if you are going to do it, whether you're doing it for yourself or uh, professionally, there's certain things that really make it work. And this is not something that they really write about in tarot books. And not a lot of tarot classes teach this. So... Whether you're using my books or someone else's books or you have a teacher, this should really help you fill in a lot of the gaps when uh, when it's your turn to be on stage. So um, I want to we have covered before the uh, the importance of a spread protagonist. Uh, Kim, do you remember that? Are you familiar with the spread protagonist uh, and what that is? Yes, yes, I am. Um, it's my assertion that every spread needs a protagonist. It's the it's the viewpoint of the person we're reading from, and it could be a person, place, thing, event. It doesn't have to be a person. We can read about events in history. We can, um, if we are intuitive enough and mentally dexterous enough, we can read from the uh, point of view of an inanimate object or an event. Tell me about the feel of Woodstock. Tell me about the fate of this Spanish galleon as it went along. And we can chart the course of a journey, not just, you know, read, you know, where's my cat? Does my boyfriend want me? How do I have sex with my secretary? I mean, let's move far beyond those mundane questions. So, as part protagonist, if you missed that, I just checked it. I think it was like episode 37 or something like that. But I want to talk real quickly first about what spread to use in any situation. If you do have my books, you'll realize that uh, I don't teach a lot of different spreads. There are books out there. Here's a million different spreads you can use. Um, here's a thousand different spreads you can use. One of my uh, favorite books on spreads specifically is a book called Power Tarot by Trish, Trish McGregor, I think, and another author who is just as cool, but I can't remember her name at the moment, and I, and I apologize to her very much for that. But it's it's not a book on tarot. It's just a book on spreads. And it's interesting because, you know, you want to expand your vocabulary. It's almost like an encyclopedia of spreads. Here's a whole bunch of different spreads. Um, and, well, I don't want you to use every spread you ever find or or try to you know learn a hundred different spreads and just confuse yourself um, it is kind of nice to be able to um, know a few different spreads I advise five to eight on a regular basis no more and very few less you want a good yes no spread a choice spread or a couple of spreads to give you choices uh, timing spreads I really like the Celtic Cross. It's a it's a workhorse. It has a lot of good value in it. Uh, an astrological spread is very good to have. The roundabout is very good if you're not into astrology. The roundabout spread is really a spread for people who are afraid of astrology. Um, and then that's okay. Now, having these different spreads, we have to know when to use each spread. The point is that the spread is nothing more than an organizational chart to help you figure out how best to answer the question, solve the problem, or manifest your way out of trouble uh, in the given circumstances. So, for example, um, 
uh, this or that spread is, is fairly obvious. You use this spread, we use the this or that spread. You so you use use this spread, use that spread. It's, it sounds rather strange when I put it that way, but you use that particular spread. Uh, it didn't help the problem. Whenever you have um, two or more choices, because you can do a this or this or this spread, or you can do a this or this or that spread. You can. The essence of any good this or that spread is that you're really doing uh, mini spreads on each possible um, choice. You know, I have three different employees, and I've checked them out astrologically, and they all match up. But I want to know how it will work out if I hire this person, and how will it work out if I'm this person, and so you're not limited to just two choices. You can do two, three, or four choices. Uh, where, because what you're doing is you're doing a little mini spread on each of them, and then you're comparing them to see which spreads worked out best. Does that make sense, Kim? Yes, it does. Okay. I always like to, I always like to ask. Now, this brings up another point. So even before I get done with this point, I'm going to bring up a different point. The importance of the question you ask is is paramount. Everything bows down and pays homage to the question you ask. If if a client comes to you and says, uh, I want to know how things are going in my relationship, you can ask this from a number of different uh, perspectives. You can say, well, let me see what's going on with your significant other. Let me see. Uh, what their opinion is. Let me see, you know, what their opinion of the relationship is, where their head's at. You can look at it from the point of view of the relationship. You can do a this, you can do a, a, not so much a this or that spread, but you can do two different spreads in connection to say, um, like an all, pa all roads lead to Rome kind of path um, spread, where you have too many spreads pointing at the eventual uh, eventuality of the relationship and see what the process is between here and there, how these people will get to that point. Uh, is one getting the short end of the stick and one not doing a lot of the work? Or, you know, is it going to be a happy, wonderful uh, environment? And that way you can see on each side, you can see it's, uh, it's not just, oh, it's going to be happy, but you can really split the relationship in two and say, who's really getting what out of this? The question you ask will determine which spread you use. And the way you phrase the question will determine on which spread you use. And this makes it so much easier for you because it makes nature do the heavy lifting for you. So if you're reading for yourself or a client or you're doing uh, research work on something, always make sure that you know what you want to know and that you've asked a nice clear question that you feel the cards can answer you or that you can answer through use of the cards that makes sense right kim sure does oh excellent okay that in a thousand so far two for two how will this turn out spread that's uh you know, Celtic Cross is a good way to go. Well, how is this going to turn out? Although that is kind of an overview spread. Um, an overview spread is one that shows you kind of what's going on, how we got here, how it's going to turn out. These are great because you can verify them. Other than a from here to there spread, where you're starting from here and going somewhere in the future. Um, any Any kind of overview spread allows you information as to what has transpired previously and a lot of people think that information is boring why i'm squeaky chair today so i apologize squeak squeak oh it's not squeaking now of course a lot of people look and say well why do i want to know what i already know and then that's a good question i suppose but we have to understand that spreads we can't verify must be held suspect if we can't verify that these cards are accurate and apply to our client through talking to our client through uh, verifying what's been going on in the past or what is currently going on then uh, we lose a lot of our certainty and a lot of the ability to give precise 
accurate and um, I think precise and accurate it pretty much sums it up uh, details into the future and of course we want to have a few timing spreads uh, a yes or no spread so you, you want a few different things in your arsenal you want a hammer and a saw and a chisel and uh, a drill you know you, you want a couple of different tools because if all you had was a hammer or a hammer and a saw well if you needed to drill something you're kind of out of luck and uh, if you need just to clamp something well you're out of luck so you don't need so many tools that you know you're just going to confuse yourself and that's another thing um like it or not uh, i can say this with certainty and it's an unfortunate event but a lot of a lot of gentlemen a lot of guys have a lot of tools because it's some kind of pissing contest. Look at all the tools that I have. Having more tools makes me cool. I know some of these guys, friends of mine. Lots and lots of tools. They don't really build anything. Or they start building something and it sits there on their back porch for years. Yes, I'm talking about you. Um, years. While the wood rots in the desert sun. It's... It's really unfortunate, but damn it, they got a lot of tools. Same thing with spreads. I I have a lot of spreads. I got a book of spreads. I I in theory uh, know, meaning I can it up in the book, uh, hundreds of spreads. Good. If you are out in the hey, if you're out and out back in a confronted by a, a wallaby. You need to do spread. I don't know what a wallaby is or why it would confront you. But if you are, Kim, you want to know what's going on immediately then and there. You don't have time to run back home, get your little book, and you don't want to have to spend five minutes trying to figure out which one of the thousand spreads that you have tucked away in your head is going to be best for this occasion. Uh, it's better to know a few spreads intimately you know just like lovers it's generally more satisfying to the other person if you know them in intuitively inside and out then well, i've slept with a lot of people so i just know what everybody wants you know and then he's like you're nothing special your needs don't matter i'll just do i'll just push these buttons xyz are you are you are you turned on yet i'm booking buttons same thing with the spread the more you know a spread the more you can pull or tease its secrets out. And this is why I like the Celtic Cross. I know it's a, it's a boring Celtic Cross spread, but uh, pick up a copy of Advanced Tarot Secrets and look inside. Matter of fact, I'll even tell you right now. In, um, page blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, here it is. Um, he says, dead air, dead air, dead air. Yeah, page 81. Uh, and then all the way through 81, 101, 111, um, all the way through page 121, it's 40 pages, all the way through page 124, it's about, um, I don't know, by my math, it's about 43 pages of how to make the Celtic cross uh, eight and a half by, or eight by 10 pages, I mean, not, not little tiny pages. Uh, 43 pages of how to make the Celtic cross sing and dance and how specifically to get three to five times more information out of the same 10 cards than pretty much anybody you'll ever meet because other people are book too. And I want you to succeed. I want your clients to go, wow, here, here's my firstborn. Um, here's a hundred percent tip. You know, it's, it's, you can get 50% tips and 100% tips all day long. All you got to do is give a good job. Uh, all you got to do is you know, give a really good reading and people will go, wow. And especially they'll come back to you over and over. And not out of desperation, they'll come back to you because, you know, you, you give them good information. There's my screen here. So the, to get this kind of accurate detail, the very first thing we need to do is make sure that we are in charge of the reading by asking a question or phrasing the question specifically to extract the most information that we we're asking for based on the current situation. Um, we've covered this several times, but I want to just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Some of you who are new to this podcast, we haven't uh, heard all you know 53 episodes. Please go back 
and uh, schlepped through some of the early episodes. They're kind of rough, and some of the later ones are kind of rough too. But there's so much information, and and it's all free, so you got you know no excuse. But I want you to uh, increase the level of detail in your readings. So uh, the question: um, choose the right spread for uh, the reading you're giving, and and. Don't forget, you can always do two, three, four spreads in a reading if you want. I mean, it's not like you're limited to one spread or five or ten minutes. If uh, if you're reading for a client, uh, you can go pretty much as long as you want, except for the times when you're you know charging by the minute. Um, and those those readings can be a little bit dicey because you've got to be really quick, really fast, and it's a really quick, really fast. Be really accurate, really fast. You know, be be really quick in, in getting information out. You don't have a lot of options. That's another reason why you don't want to have too many spreads. If you are working the phone lines or the internet or any of these places where you're working like, you know, per minute, um, pay per minute. I, 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 I've done, done it thousands of times. I, I don't like it, but you guys can do it if you like. But if you're doing that, you're really, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because your client's watching the clock and you're trying to relax and get the right information, but having that kind of tick, 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 tick pressure on you is, is antithetical to uh, to getting any good information. Um, okay, we'll screw all that. So we have a protagonist. We have a, you know, we know whose point of view we're going to read it from. We know what question we're going to ask. We know what spread we're going to ask. We will do our pre-spread mental walkthrough which is we're looking at how each card will contribute to the answer. Well, now we've got 90% of the battle done. The or battle, battle one, in fact. The only thing we need to do to make this a slam dunk is shuffle the cards until you get that ding. Uh, now, this is a totally different thing because this is not a logical or logic-based process. You have to basically mix up and randomize the cards until the gods tell you, all right, the number of cards you requested are done. If you're doing a 10-card spread, then the top 10 cards in order. You don't pull out the next two cards and go, and then, because that was not part of your contract. You didn't make an agreement with the gods to go, um, I want this, I'm going to ask this, and you're going to answer that, and that's the end of our contract. You can go, oh, and uh, extra two cards. So any cards outside of what you asked for are uh, ancillary. They're superfluous. Superfluous. You with me on this, Kim? Sure am. Do you have any questions? Not, not at the moment, no. Well, I certainly appreciate being here. I can ram, rant, rant, ramble. Yeah, uh, I, I like, I like how um, you can use your spread to get different points of view from the same question. It just opens up the possibilities that, you know, things that you may not have looked at before. Um, Let's try this. Let's say, for example, your client wants to know about their relationship. Or no, better yet, let's say your client is a father-in-law. And naturally, uh, uh, he's concerned about his daughter and he wants to know um, what this young man, uh, you know, is this guy marriage material? Uh, or let's say they are married, and but he still wants to know if they're if this guy's marriage material. It's like ah, they eloped. Yeah, I'm making this up as I go along, obviously. So father wants to read about, wants to know more about the husband. So it's your client that makes him the father-in-law of the spread protagonist. Well, you could uh, let's say you do a couple of spreads I, again, just. For example, to keep it nice and simple, we use the Celtic cross. You can use a number of spreads. I don't want to confuse the issue by by pulling out things that people aren't familiar with. So you do two different Celtic cross spreads. One uh, asking about the relationship from his daughter's point of view, and one asking about the relationship from her husband's point of view. Now. Your client will tell you his opinion. Your client will be more than happy to tell you what he thinks uh, should be done and, and and what they did wrong and not. But getting real first-hand information from the cards um, about the point of view 
of each person in that relationship and understanding what they're getting out of the relationship, why they're in it, how it's working out for them. And then when we do that individually, we do the full four pass technique that I teach you guys. I mean, you're going to be at this for a while. So an hour later, <laughs> you better be paid for this because an hour later, you've got a nice fat picture from both the husband and his daughter's point of view. Now, you may or may not be able to alleviate daddy's concerns because that, you know, that depends on his personality. But you can give him a wealth of information from both points of view. But knowing both points of view, you also understand the middle ground. And you also understand what they know that he doesn't understand. And again, it was one reading, two different spreads. It wasn't like it was a Herculean effort on your part, Kim. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. It's... And this, I mean, this is banging rocks together. This is just the beginning of what we can do with the tarot. But that's a good example. Well, this is an, it is an example. I would like to think it's a good example of how by going just a little bit extra, do, doing, you know, let me say the extra mile, uh, kilometer, whatever, but by going a little bit extra for your uh, client, you've given them a wealth of information. Um, your your client, whether they go home happy or not with the decisions of his daughter, at least will have a whole bunch of information that he will be able to, to act on. And he will be incredibly impressed with your uh, skill set and level of uh, attention to detail. I've seen it happen time and time and time again. This translates into tips. This translates into referrals. And it sure, how, sure as hell makes you feel, uh, makes you sleep well at night when you can say, you know what? I feel pretty good about myself. You know? I, uh, I do good work. And again, that's just from one basic question, you know, about the relationship. Um, you can certainly do follow-up questions. You can do your add-on questions. This is a good point to um, remind everybody. Please don't do your clarification cards or opening up a card until you verify that spread is accurate and that you've sucked as much information as you can out of the cards. Don't throw a spread and freak out and go, I don't understand this. I'm just start drawing clarification cards. I've seen people do it before. I've done it before. It 30 years ago, but I did it. I'm telling you, please don't do that. Because if you if you weren't paying attention or the client's lying to you or there's something wrong with the planet Xenon or something, if you have thrown random cards, and you'll generally know when you've thrown random cards, you're looking and go, this makes no sense. You go back over in your mind, you're like, okay, what am I asking? All right, Mr. Spread doesn't make sense. Don't try to force me. Tear it down, laugh, ha, 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 ha. Shuffle, shuffle. This time you're really thinking, you're talking, you're quiet. yeah, it happens, okay. I'm paying attention this time. And you verify what it is that they want to know so that you know you're asking the right question. Um, second time through, the cards will come out fantastic. It's worked for me time and time and time again. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I think I've drilled it into... Uh, I've drilled that into the ground. I've just gone over and over and over. And I, think, um, I think it's clear. And I apologize if it's not. For the protagonist, good question. Know what spread you're asking. Uh, not too many spreads, you know, because again, we want to go to the. Oh, right. Don't don't throw your clarification cards or, or open up cards until after you've sucked all the life out of the cards. Do the two, three, four passes all the way through, and then go. Okay, now, wow, we got a lot of information because now when you pull your clarification cards or you start opening up cards. When you do it from this point of view, you're not doing it from the beginning while you're fumbling around in the dark. You've got a, what is it, a Technicolor 3D picture of the situation. 
So any cards that you come up, they will literally read themselves. You look at it and go, oh, yeah, obviously this card means blah, 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 blah. And you pull so much information out of a card, it'll be astounding because that card will answer the question in the context of everything else that you know. This is how you do it the way the pros do it. This is how you make nature do the hard work for you. If you get lost, I, I, you'll hear me say this again because it's true. Pick up a copy of The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever. Learn the language of the tarot. The language of the tarot is taught in The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever. It teaches you how to read the cards. If you want to learn how to write sonnets like Shakespeare, if you want to make music like Beethoven, if you want to make the cards sing and dance and jump and play and, and do whatever you want, that's when you're ready for advanced tarot secrets. Um, put them together and you can have a career as a reader. Um, okay, uh, any questions before I'm long there, uh, Kim? No, no, that's great, thanks. Thank you. Uh, couple of things real quick. Uh, good, oh, Celtic Cross, good questions for the Celtic Cross are um, why, what, how, uh, Celtic Cross really is not a good uh, yes or no spread. It just wasn't made for that. You know, get yourself a yes or no spread uh, or a couple of them. Uh, now, if you do yes or no spreads, you got to understand that one card can give you a nice, clear yes or no. Um, but one card yes or no clients, I'm mean, one card yes or no spreads may not satisfy your clients. I will never, ever tell you to, to do anything for fluff and circumstance and puff and, and all this other stuff. But... Always be aware of your circumstance. Always be aware of your environment. And if your client is not going to accept a one-card yes or no, if they look at it and go, I didn't do any work, or how do you know that one card did it? You may have to do three cards. You may have to do a larger spread and accommodate your question so it's not a direct yes or no or, or that you're answering. Um, this is where a, an overview spread, such as the roundabout or color cross or any other number of spreads that are overview spreads. This is where, you know, your flower spreads. This is where um, those type of spreads can come in handy. Think about what they're asking and develop a spread that is a, a what, why, how, who, uh, where spread that will give a lot of information from which uh, you can deduce a yes or a no. Um, does my boyfriend love me? Well, you're not going to like that yes or no. And I really don't like that kind of, uh, I wouldn't want to put that much weight on a one card yes or no, or even a three card. <sighs> I'd want to ask, what is John's relationship what is John's opinion of Beth? Um, and say, I, I really want to address the, the, the gods and say, hey, hey, I am asking this. You are going to answer this. So I'm coming in with, I, 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 that's how I talk to them. Like, hey, uh, bring me a pizza. And they're like, screw you, hippie. Uh, but I would go in and say, Here's what I'm asking. My, I know that my eventual goal is, does you know John love Beth or Mary or wh any of his five girlfriends? But um, I would say, what is his position on the uh, on his, the uh, relationship? Where is he at in the relationship? Uh, what's going on in his head? What's what's he got planned? I would work through my head a couple of different questions like this until I not just saturated my mind with the general inquiry, but had a really good, solid, singular question. So the specific question that I asked would be the uh, most important one that's answered, but the unvoiced questions that are circumstantial to that question. You know, what's going on with him in the relationship implies how does he feel? Uh, is he being honest? Uh, where is he going with this? 
And this is where the pre-spread mental walkthrough really comes in. I can say card seven. What is this guy afraid of? Or what is this guy avoiding in the relationship? Or what, what's driving him away in the relationship? Uh, card nine. Uh, and this is all modifying the spread, you know, to fit your needs. Um, it's somewhere in advanced tarot secrets. Uh, advanced spread basics, I think. Um, card nine. Not just hopes and dreams, but uh, literally, what does he want? What does he secretly want? Where is he going? Hell, these two cards right here will tell me whether he's, you know, Johnny on the spot. Is he there for her or is he there for him? Or is he there for the sexy neighbor? Um, whether she wants anything to do with him or not. Um, doesn't doesn't matter whether the neighbor wants to do anything with him. It's a matter of whether he wants to do anything with her because, you know, he's the one in the relationship. I can look at a card five to see what his outlook is. Despite what he wants or doesn't want, what does he think is going to happen? Because when we look at the outcome, the outcome will be affected by what he believes is possible compared to what he wants, what he doesn't want, and, and what actually happens. Do you see how that all works together, Kim? Yes, I do. This gives us more than a yes or no. This really tells us the what, the why, the how, the who's, you know, who's involved. It allows our uh, our client to sharpen her claws and know, you know, who she can trust and who not to. Um, I, I prefer this more than your straight up yes or no questions. And I don't want anybody listening to ever be afraid of the larger spreads. They don't take significantly uh, more effort. I don't want to say they don't take any more effort. They, they certainly do. But it's not that much. And when you consider that your rep your reputation is on the line and the mental stresses of trying to get an accurate answer for yourself or someone else, the big spreads are your, uh, are your best friends. Now, I don't recommend any spreads larger than 40 cards if you're dealing with the 78-card deck. I prefer the smaller spreads of the large spreads, you know, 10, 12, 15, at the most 20 cards. Because the more cards that you use, the more you have to shuffle, the more everything has to be right. You don't need the entire deck in order. You just need the number of cards in your spread in order. Well, that means the more spreads, the more cards you use in your spread, the more difficult it's going to be to get the exact question. You can't just shuffle a couple of times and get a perfect answer. It doesn't happen. Um, anybody who says different is lying. Ask their clients. Ask their clients, you know, six weeks down the road, six months down the road. You know, if they are getting such fantastic information, they're going to go to that person again and again and again. So, uh, again, summing up. Know, know the situation you're asking about enough to form a decent question. From that question, well, and all this while you're shuffling. You just begin the shuffling. You're like, okay, so if I'm asking this, what spread really will, will answer that? What can I sink my teeth into? And you might even try a couple of different spreads. You might go, you know what, I don't really have enough information. Let me do a pre-spread. Uh, pre-spread, again, advanced zero secrets, it's in there. It's a spread that you cast before your spread. Or you may do a, a junior spread and then a senior spread, uh, like a this or that, a, a choice spread, a, um, a yes-no spread, or something, a three-card uh, spread. You might do a smaller spread to see the preliminary information or gather more information, like gathering more intelligence, before you go in with your big guns, before you go in with your big spread. Because when you do your big spread, you're really giving a lot of information. If you're doing it right, you can spend 15 to 30, maybe 45 minutes just on that one spread. This is before doing any opening up cards or follow-up questions. And the amount of information you should be able to deal out to your client uh, should overwhelm them. It should make them feel like they've eaten a nice five-course meal, that they have a lot to work on. And therefore, uh, you want, if possible, to have your pen... I have your, have your client uh, writing notes down with a pen and paper. It makes them feel more secure, but it also allows them to take notes on what impresses them. Uh, I always give a recording to my clients. You can too. If you do a um, if you do a reading over, let's say Skype, 
you can record that. Just make sure you tell your client that it's being recorded before you do that. You know, legal legalese and all that. Um, you can get some kind of like Pamela or MP3 Skype recorder, anything like that. It's a easy thing. If you want to do a tape recorder, or God for two use a tape recorder anymore. Well, yeah, maybe some people. Uh, digital voice recorder, any of that stuff. Uh, you can do that. But if possible, get your client to sit down with a pen and paper as you're talking to them. And it makes them part of the process. Now, if they have questions, they can jot it down while you're talking so that they don't interrupt your flow. And then when you're ready for a break, you stop and ask, oh, you know, do you have any questions? They can ask you the questions. Um, but it's better that they write them down rather than interrupt you. And you're like, uh, yeah, whatever I had, I, I just, you know, it's gone now. We good on this, Kim? Yes. Oh, yay, thank you. Yeah. A couple other things. Um, if you do this stuff, this is really what makes a good reader. And this is what makes you feel comfortable and really makes your clients feel comfortable with you. Uh, a couple other things. I was just looking through the book to see if there's anything that uh, I wanted to cover. Taping meanings down. Oh, oh, this is a huge one. And it's such a simple little thing, but it helps so much. Um, this is how I know if people listen to the entire podcast uh, because... Usually the best stuff comes out at the end. Taping card meanings down. This is just a phrase that I've, uh, I've come to. So over the years, I learned the hard way uh, about the perils of nailing things down. Uh, at least in America, we have these euphemisms. Um, let's nail it down. Or something is set in stone. Or it's cast in stone. Uh, generally, the thought process involved is... I, I think it's permanent, or my attitude is that this is not going anywhere, or I have agreed to this and signed a contract, therefore, it literally being cast in stone, or carved in stone, or, or nailed down, that's a uh, euphemism for it ain't going nowhere. They have those kind of, uh, you got those kind of uh, colloquialisms out there? Yes, we do. I'm, thank you very much. So my colloquialism here is I say taping the card meanings down, uh, like kind of like a post-it note where you can, you know, there's a little piece of paper that's got sticky on it. You pull it up, you put it down, you pull it up, you pull it down. It's got just enough glue to kind of hold it in place. I found out the hard way, and, and I'm telling you guys, I'm no angel, and, I, and I'm, I'm dumb. <laughs> Done it the hard way. I don't want you guys to do it the hard way. You know, again, 15 years doing it wrong before I learned how to do it right. You know, uh, long, long uh, process. And I, I don't want you guys to do all that. I mean, lots of practice. Just read all the wrong books and bleed all the wrong crap. Be very careful if you follow anyone who follows Levi. Um, for his time, he might have been smart. Boy, he got a lot of stuff wrong. So, uh, to the point. Um as you're going through your reading on the first pass, again, I said four passes to a, to a good reading. On the first pass, all we do is verify the spread and look at each card individually. What does this card mean? What does this card mean? What does this card mean? Blah, blah, blah. As you're doing that, don't firmly decide with absolute conviction that you know what each card means. If you are of the cardinal or fixed mindset, if you know anything about astrology, where you like things to be set, and this is the way it is, and that's that, allow that to happen, but realize that you're going to have to give yourself a little wiggle room. Sometimes we're getting really good information, and we're giving a good reading, but on one or more cards, we're like 15 degrees off the truth. We're in the right zone, but we're just not there. It's like bowling. We didn't bowl a, the ball right down or duck pins or, you know, again, East Coast, they have something called duck pins or they used to. I don't know. I haven't been on East Coast forever. But uh, East Coast of the United States, where I'm talking to Kim's like, uh, really? <laughs> Sydney? Ah, whatever. Yay, Moore. Actually, yay, Perth. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, um, the point is that, you know, I'm, I'm describing a bocce ball, you know, rolling it right down the middle, um, shuffleboard. Uh, if you're, if you, if you going off to the side, you're not going to hit as many pins. You know, you're not going to throw that good of a ball. Same thing is that we can be slightly off. We think we're doing it right and we're feeling good about ourselves. And our client's like, ah, yeah, we, we never want to hear that. We don't want to hear that. We want to hear, oh, my God. Oh, yay, yay. Oh, we, wow, yay. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Glad you enjoyed the show. Um, and we never want to hear boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> so if we are slightly off and we haven't, you know, firmly decided that that this card means this, as we're going through the readings, you, Kim, you will experience this. You'll be going through cards five, six, seven, nine. And you get to card ten and go, "Oh, wait, this doesn't make sense." And you're looking at it, and you realize that cards four and five, you you were way off on. You, I, it looked it looked right, but going back, maybe something your client said. Maybe you're realizing the entire, I mean, you know, changes from situation to situation, but you're looking at the spread going, oh man. And now you realize that you have to go back to cards four and five and you know now what's right, but you know that what you said earlier makes you look pretty stupid now because it was wrong. The more of your ego is in the spread, the worse you're going to be. The more conviction you put in your first interpretation of the cards, the the harder it is to go back and go, uh, yeah, I kind of had that a little bit wrong. So I'm not saying to be wishy-washy, but on your first pass through, be tentative. Use phrases in your mind, if not out loud, like, all right, it looks like this, or the card says this. Don't say, I am saying this, this is what's going to happen. Again, you got passes two, three, and four. Pass four is where you go through, go through and say, all right, Kim, here's how it's going to go. Blah, 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 blah. And this goes over here, and that's over here because we have three queens. And you see how this card plays with that card and everything. And you're giving them a start to finish of everything. And then they go, wow, here's my wallet. I have five children. Would you like one? Um, so we can't get to that point unless we have we have it right we have accurate information and uh once we close our mind to something such as setting something in you know when we finalize something you know, like a in stone our mind goes snap snapshot like like a bear trap it's like uh oh good luck getting out of that thing and our thoughts like oh no i've caught the bear trap i can't possibly get away i can't move that that is exactly the wrong way to go out reading. So when I talk about taping card meanings down, if you have any questions, this is on page 88, um, Dance Terrell Secrets. Um, does it go on? Oh, it is some of it, page 89. But the thing is, the simple version is read with conviction, but be tentative on your first pass. And if you don't know the four-pass technique and you don't want to get the book, that's fine. Go through at least another pass, even if you don't know all the things, but at, never go through it just once and say, that's that. At least go through, you know, do pass one and pass four if you skip two and three. Uh, and go, okay, based on my understanding, now I'm going to go through it again. I'm going to look at all these cards in context, const, context, and I'm going to see how they fit together in shape. I'm going to give you an overall view with specific details. Because your first time through, um, chances are you're going to be off on a few details. And don't let that sit. You can go back and correct yourself. And, and it's fine to correct yourself. It's okay to be a little bit off. As long as you haven't come in like you are the voice of God and everything. <laughs> All right. Kim, does that, does that work? Yeah, I'm kind of like thinking in my head it's like exploration, you know. Or checking out a good site to build on. You know, you kind of just walk in there and um, look at the land and see, make sure there's no pitfalls or lava pits or anything like that, you know, before you put put a base on it, you know. I'll tell you, there's a lot of pits here in Santa Cruz, a lot of lava pits here in Santa Cruz. So we got to watch. And the redwood, oh, lava pit, um, quicksand, alligators. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you. So, by the way, you bring up a good point. And, uh, 
commercial. And every time, uh, advanced tarot secrets here, I've got brainstorming. Oh my God, if you haven't done this, brainstorming with the tarot is so much fun. Um, we have kind of mix it in with um, tarot for authors, but but you could really totally do uh, any of that stuff for, for brainstorming. But uh, you guys should definitely do brainstorming with the tarot. I think here, well. Look at page 181. Oh, that's problem solving. Yeah, problem solving. Problem solving with the tarot, brainstorming with the tarot. There's so much more that you can do with these cards than just simple, boring divination, asking the same questions over and over. You can use them for research, dowsing, uh, which is a form of research, um, brainstorming, problem solving, manifestation. You manifest for yourself. You can break reality. You can go distant past and find out what's been going on. You can do distant locations. You can check the distant future. If you get good enough, you can even be hired by corporations to do uh, analytical research. It's no different than any other kind of analyst. You just got to know your stuff and get good results. So please don't ever stop practicing. Don't don't get overwhelmed you know there's only two books by the way i mean you want to read everybody else's book that's fine i'm, I'm not going to make you read nine ten books on the same subject i, I drive myself crazy uh, here here's nine books all saying the same basic thing i got it done too I, I, I don't need here buy buy ten of my books they all, they all say the same thing but i need to pay my rent um in and out in two if you want to read anybody else's books, buy a Candios. Absolutely. Go with God. Do what you need to. I'm never going to tell you not to open your mind. But the thing is that study, 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 and don't become overwhelmed. If it's too much for you, get in some practice. Have some fun. Read at parties. I do want to talk, Kim, if we get a chance. Uh, it's kind of fun. If we ever get a chance to do this again, hint, hint, next week. Um, maybe we can uh, do some problem solving or talk about brainstorming with the tarot. Uh, or maybe we can talk about um, uh, reading at parties. Reading at parties is a, a fun way to what is it, make friends and amaze people or amaze friends and meet potential dating partners. Um, uh, you, you do all kinds of fun things. And it's it's light, it ha it's happy, it's breezy. You can get uh, a lot of practice. Um, there used to be a time when we had independent coffee shops, uh, at least here in the States, where you could uh, hang out and just put up a little sign and say, hey, readings, you know, practice, practice. Uh, you know, let people tip you. Don't don't put, um, you know, by donation. It's so overplayed. Say, hey, yep. I get free readings. Ring, get a line. As you're shuffling, say, hey, if you, if you really like the reading, appreciate a tip, but you don't have to. Um, and so, you know, you take the pressure off people. But but let them know, hey, uh, you know, uh, if, if I if I if I kick butt for you and you want to buy me a coffee or a sandwich or throw me a few bones, hey. Um, but the thing is that if you can find a way in your area, whatever part of the world you're in, to read for a lot of people, um, do little two three card readings, or better yet, do a Celtic cross in ten minutes or less. You know, uh, that doesn't include shuffling time. You shuffle, you listen to the question, and the cards are on the table. Ding! There goes the bell. You got 10 minutes or less to give them a good, solid reading. You go through, and you're talking to them, and they're talking to you. You know, you, Everything needs to be a dialogue and an interaction. Try not to broadcast. See, I'm broadcasting right now. I'm I'm doing all talking. Uh, if this were reading, uh, I would make sure that Kim did at least, I don't know, there's not really a ratio but at least 20, 30% of the talking, I'd, I'd want to, you know, make sure that I'm on the right track. I'd say, hey, you know, is this making sense? Am I, you know, am I right? Because I'm blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, what the hell is this? I want to know early on. And I want to, and, and a lot of times, just a little knowledge up front helps you realize, okay, this is off, this is on, and then you can go right down the middle and give a whole bunch of information. And sometimes your clients won't need to say anything. You know, like, uh, just, they'll just sit there and nod. Uh, but the difference was those first few cards is trying to, trying to figure out the feel. Because remember, uh, we're not fishing for answers. 
Um, but we are kind of in the dark. The whole point of the tarot is that we are pulling out information that's not obvious to the casual observer. Nothing we can read in their face or, or peek in their purse and find out. We actually have to have our intuition working for us to pull information out of the ether. Um, I don't want to make it sound hard, like, ah, scary or anything. But with a little practice, well, okay, with a lot of practice, with a lot of practice, and some sincere uh, dedication, you can use the tarot to strengthen your uh, your intuition. So please do me a favor. If you haven't been taking notes, go back, listen to this again, and take notes. There's a lot of little tiny bits of information that all add up to making you a great reader. And I didn't want to so much talk about one specific thing today as much as I wanted to just give you an overview on how to turn your readings from what they are now into something much better just just with this information there's somewhere in what was said today is anywhere from one to five maybe even more little tiny things or a couple of big things that will build on what you already know and take your readings to a new level that level where your clients are really really happy with you um, write me ask me questions Send me your testimonials. Tell me, tell me what you think. Tell me, tell me. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I am here to help, and I just want you guys to get out there and do, do, do it. Um, again, the books are the easiest way to learn the tarot ever, and advanced tarot secrets. Both of them are available on Amazon and Barnes Noble and Goodreads. Uh, not, good, not Goodreads. Um, and this you know site that reviews books. Uh, what is it? The, the Book Depository. If you have a local favorite metaphysical bookstore uh tell them to carry my book or or uh have them contact me i might give them a book um you know, i love my metaphysical bookstores i love all the book, independent bookstores which ones are left um but you won't find my book in a lot of the independent bookstores because uh they only have so much shelf space and you know times being what they are they order from the you know tom clancy's of the world and, uh, and that's cool. So let me know how I can help you. And other than that, I'll see you next week. Kim, thank you so much for sitting in with me and letting me yap. And thanks for being here. Um, I know this is the only time of the week we can do this. If you have any questions whatsoever, I'll answer anything in the next two seconds. <laughs> thanks, <Okay>. Dusty. <laughs> really loved this podcast. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Hopefully, hopefully we all got some good information out of this. All right, I'm going to let you go. Uh, I will see you next week, and then maybe we'll uh, also do a podcast. Excellent. You have a great day. You too. And pet the kitty. Bye.